Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus invites us to make disciples of all nations and all places and making disciples through baptism and baptism uh, through the, the name of the, of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. And I was just thinking about that, that making disciples, one way to approach this is, well, how did I become a disciple? How was I baptized? I would say that probably for most of us, we don't remember our baptism. We were little babies. We just had a, a little uh, Nora Carroll last night, four months old. I don't think she knew what hit her when I poured the water on her, right? And that's true for many of us. And then as the years go by, we come to understand what our baptism means. And then at some point, we as adults make that choice that, yes, I want to continue in the faith that my parents raised me in. So that's one way we hand on the faith is by handing it on to our children, bringing them up in the faith. A second way is people who enter our faith through the RCA, Rite of a Christian Initiation of Adults. Last weekend, we had a couple of people who went through our RCA and were baptized at Easter, speak at the weekend masses. And it's always so powerful to me the chance to talk to people who, are, who wish to become Catholic. And I usually like to ask them, well, how is it? Why do you want to become Catholic? And invariably, it's because of the witness of a Catholic, uh, whether a family member or friend, somebody who they say, well, I've noticed so-and-so takes their faith very seriously, that it's really important to them. And also that how they see them living out their faith. They see that they're consistent. They practice what they preach. And that just kind of the love of God and love of others, it kind of shines through them. So it's a witness. And then the other thing they'll often mention is the invitation. That somebody said, well, have you ever considered becoming Catholic? And so I think both those parts are so key to be in a witness to our faith, and also to invite someone uh, to consider, have you ever thought about becoming Catholic, to being baptized? Now, when we are baptized, uh, we're baptized, again, in the name of the Holy Trinity, and I think it's significant whether we're four months old or 40 years old when we're baptized we become a new creation. Something changes. Something more than just getting wet. Okay? All right? We become a new creation when we're baptized. We enter into a new relationship with the members of the Holy Trinity. That there's this beautiful way uh, is that we are connected to God, the Father, the Creator, to Jesus, the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. And we profess our belief when we're baptized. When we're baptized as adults, we profess it ourselves. When we're baptized as babies, our parents and godparents profess it for us. 
that I believe in the one God, the Father, the creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his Son, and in the Holy Spirit. It, it's three questions that are asked of those being baptized. What's another name for those questions? The, if you were to look at that text of the questions, what would you see? The creed, exactly. You would see the Apostles' Creed. And that's been our, Catholic, our tradition from early on in the church, that the creed, creed means, I believe, cradle. That's the Latin. And so it was what people professed at their baptism. That became our Apostles' Creed. That's why we use the Apostles' Creed uh, in the 40 days of Lent as a way of, of that final preparation time for those preparing to be baptized at the Easter Vigil. Also, Lent is our time for those who are baptized to prepare to renew our baptismal promises at Easter. And then we continue using the Apostles' Creed through these 50 days of Easter, through this time culminating in Pentecost last weekend, uh, when the 50 days of Easter are fulfilled. Well, guess what? It's past Pentecost now, all right? So if you look at your, uh, your sheet, we now have the Nicene Creed. One thing you'll notice is it's longer, okay? That's true. But you'll see that it still has, if you look for it, it still has the three members of the Trinity. That's the key part of any creed. Believing in God, the maker of heaven and earth, and then in Jesus Christ, his son, and then a little bit further down, the Holy Spirit. But you'll see that this whole part about Jesus, it kind of goes on from there, doesn't it? All this stuff about only begotten son of God, God from God, light from light, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, all these things in there. Why is all that stuff in the Nicene Creed? Well, I'll tell you why. Because in the early centuries, it took a while for Christians to kind of figure out how do we understand three persons in one God? That was something that for our Jewish ancestors, God was one. And now these Christians are talking about three persons in one God. How, how do we understand that? How do we understand Jesus when we speak about Jesus as being fully human, but also fully God? It took them a while to formulate that. And it was the, the, the leaders of the church gathering together at these big councils. There was the Council of Nicaea in 325. That's how the Nicene Creed got its name. There was the Council of Chalcedon. There was the Council of um, Constantinople. And all three of these helped, uh, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, for us to be able to formulate what we believe. And sometimes that was, it could be pretty divisive, and it could be that there, there was all kinds of stuff that happened. People would be put into exile, and and sorting out, what, what do we believe? And, and looking for the guidance of the Spirit. But eventually, we came up with this creed. And so this creed really represents for us uh, what we believe, our faith as revealed through the generations. So that's one of the pieces with these, this, apostle, this Nicene Creed. What I just invite you is, every time that we pray it, uh, I really encourage you to 
recall your baptism. Um, you know, when we come into church, it's so nice to have the baptismal font up and flowing again. And that's one way we can be reminded of our baptism. If we bless ourselves in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, it's a way of recalling we are a new creation through our baptism. But also, every time we pray the creed, we say that I believe in God, uh, I believe in Jesus, I believe in the Holy Spirit. And it's also a way, not only for our relationship to the Holy Trinity, but also praying the creed puts us in touch with, connects us to believers all over the world. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all the nations. All the nations are connected through this creed. And also through all time. You think about how many different Christians have been praying this creed through the centuries from our past and now into our future. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.